Welcome to Ben Like Bamboo, a podcast that will inspire you with the power of self-belief and flexibility. I believe that flexibility builds resilience and well-being, helping us to be at our best. Join me in each episode as I dive into the art of bending like bamboo. I will also feature special guests who share their stories of resilience, plus golden nuggets of lessons and tools that can also help you to discover the art of bending like bamboo. Hello, Dr. Terry Walls. Welcome to the Bend Like Bamboo podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. You know, I'm a huge fan of your work. It did change my life and the course of my disease. Um, so thank you for coming on today. Um, it's mm -hmm. such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Pleasure. So Dr. Terry Walls is a medical doctor who also uh, specializes in functional medicine um, and autoimmune disease, and you work with a lot of people with MS. Absolutely. Yes. So how long have you been a doctor for now? So, you know, I graduated in 1982, so a few years ago. Yes. I, and I have uh, been doing research in MS since uh, 2010. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember, so I was two then. I was born in 1980. I would have been two years old in 1982. But I met you in 2013. I, I was traveling and I reached out to you to let you know how much your protocol had changed my life and really helped me to recover after I experienced paralysis from multiple sclerosis. And I was traveling in the in um, the US and I came and saw you in person in, in Iowa. And I said to my partner at the time who was traveling with me, that was the best day I've had next to walking again. You know, it is remarkable how, how far you've come, how far I have come. And so many people with uh, serious autoimmune disease uh, give up hope when they have profound disability thinking life has ended for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think your story, my story uh, are examples uh, to give them hope that, in fact, recovery and reversal of profound disability is quite possible. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. That's the core of why I do everything that I do too. And I know that's the same for you. And it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. We're very lucky, but there is so much that we can do no matter what our situation. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was 24 years old, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And five years later, when I was 29, that led to a full left-hand side body paralysis where washing and feeding myself became very quickly the worst, you know, the hardest, the most difficult tasks of my day. Um, but lucky after living in rehabilitation for two months in a, in a wonderful hospital at the right place at the right time with the right people and also a wonderful kinesiologist that helped me. They first thought I would never walk again, but um, thankfully after two months of rehabilitation, I did walk again. But after coming home and grateful to be mobile I still had to lie down half the day I still had multiple MS symptoms that were debilitating and stopped me from you know living a normal life so that's when I started to hit the books and I studied uh, nutrition to start with and that's when I came across your work and the science behind and studies that showed that 90% of adults in Australia 
and kids are not getting their recommended daily intake of fruits and vegetables. But what I learned from you was that when you're in need of repair, you actually need more than the recommended daily intake mm. of fruits and vegetables in particular. Yeah, you know, if we, we should be able to understand this. If a windstorm comes through and wrecks your house, you're going to have to haul away the debris uh, that's going to take some energy to get rid of the trash. And then you're going to hire another. So you ha had one set of contractors get, get the trash out. Then you get a fresh set of contractors bringing in the building blocks to rebuild your house. It's the same for um, any autoimmune damage. It takes a lot of energy to haul away the damaged tissues. And then it takes more energy and more building blocks to repair and recreate healed, properly functioning structures. Yes. Yeah. And, and when you understand that, it makes sense why we have to eat optimal nutrition to flood ourselves and nourish ourselves on a cellular level. You can't waste any of your calories on empty calories. You can't be having added sugars. You can't be having uh, white uh, flour processed foods. You need to have these radical things known as vegetables, uh, some fruit, and and you know my grandmother would say not too much fruit, some, uh, and uh, good protein. Yes, yes, because you went from being vegan, vegetarian. Yeah, vegetarian, uh, 20 years. Yes, and that would have been a huge step for you to embrace eating animal protein again. Yeah, you know, I, I switched. Um, my neurologist she introduced me to the work of Lauren Cordain. I read his books and decided that, okay, uh, this made sense. He had he was quoting uh, good science. So after a lot of prayer and meditation, I went back to eating meat. The following year, I needed a tilt recline wheelchair. So I'm still declining, um, but it's like, okay, how long does it take to have the great nutrition to begin repairing things? It might take several years. Yeah, and uh, the good thing from the uh, paleo diet was that it slowed my speed of my decline. I discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine. I took their course on neuroprotection. Um, and I, I was also doing my own review of the basic science. So I had this long list of supplements to support my mitochondria because uh, I had uh, decided that mitochondrial dysfunction was what was driving disability. So I added all those supplements and, you know, and my speed of my decline is slowing and, and I'm super grateful, but of course I am still declining. Yeah. I, and you know, I'm uh, really quite young. I'm 52. Yeah. I have young kids. Um, my son is 11. My daughter's eight. Um, and you know, that's when I'm really asking myself, am I doing all that I can? I, and I, I'm launched launched into, um, you know, the research, uh, uh, taking these uh, vitamins, these supplements. I've been doing the paleo diet, uh, but you know, I I can't sit up. I'm yeah. in a zero gravity chair with my knees higher than my nose. Um, mm. I can take just a couple of steps with two walking sticks. Mm. I have profound fatigue. Mm. I. I'm exhausted by 10 in the morning yeah. and I begin to have brain fog. 
Yes. So I, I know that I will probably soon have to apply for medical disability and and stop uh, um, retire from the VA, stop seeing patients. No, and I must uh, clarify, at that point, I wasn't seeing patients myself. I was simply staffing the resident clinic. So the residents were seeing the patients yeah. and telling me the story. Uh, and uh, that's um, how I was still in clinical practice. Yeah, yeah. Because you went, so you studied all the supplements that be, would be required to to nourish your t cells and to boost the mitochondria. And then you decided, what if I ate food that yeah, sort of yeah, got it through food? You know, it, it's pretty funny now. In retrospect, I, I laugh at, you know, why did it take me so long to have that uh, aha moment? Like, <laughs> what if I redesigned my paleo diet that I'd been doing for five years? based on the long list of supplements that I was taking. So that was several more months of research. Um, I found the Linus Pauling Institute for Micronutrients, and now I had a list of foods that I needed to stress. And as I said, at the time that I started this new way of eating, that was uh, December 26, 2007. I could not sit up. I have uh, worsening trigeminal neuralgia. I can take a couple steps using two walking sticks uh, and I have really profound fatigue and I'm having brain fog. So I know that I am probably going to have to uh, apply for medical disability. You know, and, and my chief of staff, and he was probably right to have done this. He, he had called me in and, uh, during the summer and told me he was assigned me to the traumatic brain injury clinic. Uh, that I have to start there in January when he described the job that I'd be seeing uh, patients without residence. I was like, okay, um, I'm I'm not going to be able to do that job. Yeah. And um, fortunately, uh, that's why I discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine, took yeah. their course on neuroprotection, had this longer list of supplements. Yeah. I discovered electrical stimulation of muscles. Yeah. I asked my physical therapist, could I try that? He said, well, Yes, uh, we can grow stronger. We could grow bigger muscles, stronger muscles. But Terry, I just don't know if your brain can talk to them. Mm. I might be adding more weight to your leg, and I might be making it harder for you to take the few steps that you can. But he gave me a test session, hurt mm. like hell. Mm. But when it's over, I felt really great. He said, you know, it's probably from the endorphins. And so we added the electrical stimulation to my uh, little bit of tiny amount of mat exercises that I was doing 10 minutes a day. Yeah. I had this longer list of supplements. And then, you know, that summer I had the like, what if I redesign my paleo diet? I do that research. And so I start this new way of eating December 26. And then in January, I have to go to the traumatic brain injury clinic and start seeing patients without residence. So for the first two weeks, I'm just watching like, okay, I should be able to watch. And then the third week I have to start examining the patients. Mm. So on Monday, I examine those patients, write my notes and I come home and my wife, Jackie says, so honey, how did it go? I'm like, well, it, I don't know. It wasn't too bad. Mm. And, and then, you know, so I go to clinic, you know, every day that week. And then on Friday, 
And I say, you know, hon, I think I can do this. And then here's the other thing that I that I do on that Friday. I, I uh, say, I want to have supper. I want to take my meal in a regular chair. Mm. So I've been eating in a zero gravity chair, you know, lean back. I, and so uh, Jackie, bless her, she moves my uh, zero gravity chair out and uh, brings over a regular chair. Mm. And I have supper sitting at the table with my family. That would have been massive. massive. That was huge. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, the next week, my physical therapist says, you know, Terry, you're definitely stronger. I want you to start doing your exercises 10 minutes twice a day. Now, when I was doing my exercises, I was doing electrical stimulation while I'm doing my, you know, little tiny mat exercises. So do 10 minutes twice a day, 15 twice a day, 20 minutes twice a day, half an hour twice a day. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to start figuring out how to do this while I'm at work. Mm -hmm. And so I'm at putting on my electrodes and I'm doing isometric exercises um, and I'm moving the electrodes around to because I'm, I'm weak everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on my belly, my back, my butt muscles, my uh, quads, my hamstrings, my calf muscles, my tib anterioris. And um, then my physical therapist says, uh, why don't you try walking? Uh, and I'm walking with two walking sticks, uh, and then I start walking at, at the hospital with two walking sticks. And, and my partners are all stunned, like, oh, my God, is this the Tizabri? Yeah. And, and I say, well, no, no, uh, it's, it's not. And I show them my uh, e-STEM device, <clears throat> and I uh, start talking about uh, what I've been doing with diet uh, and some supplements. I, and then I'm walking with one walking stick mm -hmm. and then with none. Mm -hmm. I, and uh, then now I'm up to the point where I can walk around the block. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I tell Jackie, do you, do you think I could try riding my bike again, which I have not done in six years. That's where I was hoping you were leading to. I knew, yeah. You... And, and she says, and she says, you know, if things keep going well, maybe this fall we can do that. Yeah. Well, two weeks later, it's Mother's Day. And I really want to try riding my bike. So we have this emergency family meeting because my children uh, who are 16 and 13, they don't want me to try. They don't want to have me risk falling and getting hurt and losing uh, the ground that I made. But Jack says, um, we can try. So we we all get into position. She tells my 16 year old boy who's six foot five, Zach, you run alongside on the left. Yeah. She tells my 13 year old daughter, Zebby, you run alongside on the right and she'll follow. So we all get into position that she gives the all clear to take off. And I get on my bike and I bike around the block. Now that big 16 year old boy, he's crying. The 13 year old girl, she's crying. Yeah. Jackie's trying. 
Yeah. They got you back. You know, it, it, when I relive that moment, yes, I cry. Because w when you have progressive multiple sclerosis, and then I have secondary progressive MS, mm. you let go of the future. Because I, I learned in medical school, all of my physicians taught me that functions once lost are gone forever. Mm. If you have relapsing remitting MS, you might get them back, but with secondary progressive, they're gone, they're gone. And so as part of the adaptation, I, 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 I let go of the future, it would take each day as it unfolded. And so it wasn't until I, I got on that bike and I biked around the block that I realized, well, who knows how much recovery might be possible. So yeah. after that, every day I biked a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and then in October, so a few months later, Jackie comes home and says, honey, I've signed us up for the courage ride. It's 18.5 miles. Uh, however far you go, uh, it will, will be a triumph. And at that point, the furthest I'd biked was eight miles. Yeah. But I made it. I crossed that finish line. Once again, we're all crying. You know, my kids are crying. Jackie's crying. I'm crying. And it fundamentally changes how I think about disease and health. It will change the way I practice medicine. Mm -hmm. And it will change the focus of my research. And exactly what you just said there is everything I live for because your belief about what could be possible about your future and your health and yourself shifted in that moment and I really believe that what we believe is what matters and then that translates into all the other areas of our lives and MS gave you that gift I suppose. You know um, it is remarkable so I, I did all of that stuff the supplements the e-stim uh, the diet not to get better because at that point I knew I couldn't. I knew the most I could hope for would be to stop the decline. Yeah. I was remarkably better, but I didn't know what to make of it until I rode my bike. Then what I knew to make of it is like, the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, how, how, how much better uh, could I be? And I, uh, you know, continued to work at it, continued to train. And, you know, I continue to make progress. Um, I can now jog. So it, it, I would not have thought that would be possible. Yeah, I can so do amazing. vertical jumps. Amazing. Not real high yet, but I can do vertical jumps. And you're also and back I, at work and delivering really important programs and research to help other people too. Correct, correct. We, we have made it uh, our mission to teach other uh, health professionals, how to use these concepts in their clinical practice. Uh, I've made it my mission to do the research uh, showing how diet and lifestyle can uh, lead to improved function, yeah. uh, um, higher quality of life, yeah. uh, reduced disability in people with MS. Now we're adding other disease states. Um, so. And we're also beginning to analyze our, my freezer to understand the biomarkers that are involved in diet uh, and lifestyle as well. Wonderful, wonderful. I understand that you um, are a huge believer in reducing stress, implementing exercise and maximizing optimal nutrition 
And like you, I went, you know, from decline into more of a plateau. And when I started to flood myself with nutrients, and I also had to fix my gut health too, because when I added all of those extra fruits and vegetables, I, oh, my stomach was, you know, needed work to, to heal, to be able to, to receive ready, yeah. and utilize the nutrients. But also I noticed that uh, my symptoms started to subside and I could work walk further. And then I also started jogging as well as I started to ramp up my nutrition um, and, and optimize my food. But also reducing stress is what I want to talk about next because, as you know, as a kinesiologist, I specialize in helping people to get to the cause of what's causing stress for them and it's very unique and individual for mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And if what we think and how we feel and what we believe dictates our biochemistry of whether we are in a fight or flight stress response or whether we're promoting growth and repair instead because they're the predominant Absolutely. pathways that we fire. So nutrition will help with that to fire growth and repair. But I'd love to get your take on how does stress and our mindset play a role here? Well, if we're stuck in chronic stress, then I'm in the fight or flight and my cellular resources are devoted towards uh, helping me be better able to fight or flee. I have to have a sense of safety mm. in order to have cellular resources that are going to be directed towards repair. And without that, you, you cannot repair. If I'm stuck in the fight or flight, I cannot repair. Uh, and um, so this there, there's a bunch of different techniques we can use to help get that sense of safety. Um, up some salts, that see mineral soaks, meditation, mindfulness, gentle exercise, gratitude practices, self-massage, yeah. forgiveness. Connection within our relationships, how we feel about ourselves, changing the story from the past that might be causing us stress now. Yes, th these are all, all useful strategies that are, 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 are just critical to moving away from that fight or flight response. I also think that what causes the fight or flight response is when we have an inner conflict. So having a goal is not enough to make it happen. I think that what we believe is what matters. And when our goals align with our ability to believe in ourselves and also what can be possible for our future, there's alignment there. There's less stress. We can make things happen for ourselves easier mm -hmm. and there's more calmness in the body. But for many of us, our goals are not in alignment with what we believe can be possible. For me, when I was diagnosed with MS, I created an inner conflict where I thought, am I ever going to be loved? Am I going to have a family? Am I going to have a career? Am I going to be healthy? What I wanted was not in alignment with what I started to believe mm -hmm. about myself and what could be possible. But those breakthrough moments that both you and I have had in our own, on our own journeys of when you first walked again, when I first walked again, when you first ran, you know, bike rode a marathon and when I first, you know, did, did something similar with the MS walk that we have here in Australia, we, that, that belief shifts and it comes from an inner conflict, goes from here into alignment. And that's why I called my business Ben Like Bamboo because that requires flexibility. And for us to change mm -hmm. our minds about the stories that we tell ourselves that can also put us in that fight or flight stress response. 
because we can get stuck there and we can get addicted to the stress response with our digital world of constantly being busy, high expectations and many different things, funny, money and financial issues, connection within ourselves and within our relationships all need to be addressed um, to get that sense of safety as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, so um, I'm so pleased that you see um, the role that mindset and stress levels play in in helping to repair autoimmune disease. Yeah. The mind so, is uh, very powerful. Yes, it is. So is nutrition. So tell us about your, um, you've got a program um, and a study and you're recruiting mm -hmm. yeah. clients. So, so we have a study, uh, efficacy of diet on quality of life. Uh, and it is looking at the impact of a ketogenic diet, a um, modified paleo elimination diet, and uh, uh, the usual diet. Uh, and people are uh, coming to Iowa, getting baseline assessments of walking hand vision function, uh, and then what we call patient reported outcomes, mood, quality of life, fatigue. We're also doing no contrast MRIs uh, at month zero, they come back at month 23 for some blood work uh, and some uh, clinical outcomes. And again, at month 24 for uh, all of the assessments again. Uh, and the big question we're asking is how, how does diet uh, influence fatigue and quality of life? Our secondary outcomes are uh, all those other clinical outcomes. And we're also, because we're getting a non-contrast MRI, we can see how does brain volume change over time? Mm -hmm. uh, and can we, because what people should know is that as a group, people with MS, our brains are shrinking much too rapidly, about 1% per year, which is why we have more anxiety, more depression, more uh, brain fog, more frailty, mm -hmm. more nursing home care, yeah. more early dementia. In my clinical practice, we see that as I teach people how to use the WALS protocol, we get rid of anxiety, depression, we uh, get rid of brain fog. Uh, and so one of my hypotheses is, one of the things we're testing is, can, by helping people improve their diet, can we get them to healthy rates of brain volume loss, which would be 0.3% per year or less. It's very exciting. Um, very. We're still recruiting. Um, I'll finish recruiting sometime in 2024. We'll follow people for two years. So we'll finish all of our data collection sometime in 2026. We'll be cleaning the data, analyzing the data in 2027, and hopefully presenting it at some uh, international research meetings, and then uh, submitting our manuscript for publication in 2028. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And can... Um... Can you have, can, can, can client, can patients from all over the world participate in the study? Uh, unfortunately, no. You're going to have to reside in either um, Canada, the United States, or Mexico. However, I want people from all over the world to screen. And because you have a chance to answer the question, can you join our database? Because we do survey-based only studies, so for the survey-based studies only, people from all over the world could participate. So we want anyone from 
all over the world, yep. whether you have relapsing remitted MS, progressive MS, please screen and be part of our database so you could be part of our other future studies. Great, great. Well, I will certainly be sharing all the information on how people can do that. And, and the um, website, terrywalls.com forward slash MS study. Perfect. Beautiful. And I will share all of that information in the notes in the podcast as well. And this is so cool. This is so great, um, Dr. Walls. I've, I've really loved talking to you today. Your work is so important and it's my pleasure to share it with Australia and hopefully more people all over the world as well with my podcast. I thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. And, and I'm really excited um, to release my book this month, Ben Like Bamboo. And if you want to learn more about, um, you know, how flexibility can help you to reduce that stress response um, and lots of information on mind, body, food and connection and my story, you can get my book on benlikebamboo.com. Thank you so much. I hope you have a lovely rest of your evening, Dr. Walls. Um, and yes, I'm about to start my day here in Australia. All right. Well, you go, girl. And thanks for the chance to uh, chat with you and your audience. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. And I will see you all next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. I would love for you to rate and share it with your community or anyone you think that might need to hear this episode. If you would like to know more about kinesiology and how the Ben Like Bamboo program can help you, please book in for a free discovery call on my website, benlikebamboo.com under bookings. You can see me one-on-one -on -one in Melbourne or on Zoom remotely. My book, Ben Like Bamboo, is also available on the website and in bookstores online. I'm also taking on new clients into the 2024 Ben Like Bamboo six-month program of six monthly sessions, taking you through all the lessons, tools, and strategies that I detail in the book. So together, let's de-stress and reset and reimagine what can be possible in our minds, bodies, and lives. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, and I will see you at the next session.